0: I'm Ria. I'm Jack. I'm Tony. And we are the Pop Girlers. Our mission, to review anything from pop culture.
1: Our credo, to do so in less time than it takes to listen to a song.
0: Our pledge, to strike when you least expect it. Bam! (laughs) Season's greetings to all. All a warm welcome to the show where we take a nostalgic trip through an entire series one season at a time and consider them through a modern lens. I'm one of your hosts Jack, alongside my international friend and co-host Tony Farina. This is TV admired when it first aired, and this is the podcast where we assess whether it stands the test of time. Mutants. They have always been among us. They first found fame in the early 1960s. Since the mid-70s, they have been a mainstay of Marvel publications. In the 90s, they evolved into a highly successful and X. In-, oh. oh. I- oh. in the 90s, they evolved into a highly successful and Generation X-influencing animation. The new millennium saw them squeeze into pleather onesies in live action, and the character Wolverine hit new heights of popularity. In 2009, Wolverine and the X-Men looked to capitalise on this popularity. It wasn't to be, and the Nicktoons network show was cancelled after only one season. Bad decision, (laughs) Bob. Nice. That was good. All right. We're there. (laughs) I love that. A little stumble
1: on the way, but you know. Well, I can cut the stumble if you want. It's up to you. Leave it. All right. I even wrote down where the minute was. We'll leave this in too. (laughs) Good podcasting, everybody. So that's it. Excellent. Listen. So this is my first run through this Mm. because um, I don't know why. Uh, So when this came out, my kids would have been. my 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 two girls would mm. this would have been something the two of us would have watched together because you know we were watching mm. Buffy and stuff. Lee's kids, um, I don't I don't think they they never really got into superhero stuff until me, so they mm-hmm. they definitely weren't watching it. But um, yeah, I don't know how I missed it because my kids would have been,
0: um, ten and eleven. It's interesting, isn't it? Because yeah, at this point I haven't got any. Um, so for me, when it comes out, and I'm in my late twenties. Yeah, and I think. It, yeah I think England always has this issue anyway with this kind of cartoon. Like my whole life it's had it where like if it's what we would call a Saturday morning cartoon, Saturday morning serial. it was never very consistent with its showings. Mm. It'd be on this channel and you get six episodes at this time and then suddenly it'd be on a different time and then it wasn't doing very well, so it' move channels or, or days or so that was always true. I'm not sure where this was shown in the UK if I'm honest. Mm. Um, this was a period where uh, money was tight. And I was finding ways to watch things that wouldn't cost me anything. Um, I, get so I you. watch all of yeah. this the first time around uh, via, via those kind of sources that I don't use anymore. I don't know um, what you're talking there. about.
1: I don't know what you're saying. Money's
0: not quite as tight anymore, thankfully. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I was watching it week by week live, but but I couldn't tell you where it would have been for other people, where it would have been available, where it was being shown. Um, I imagine, I, I know. From my research, it was on Nick Nick tunes for for you guys over there, Mm -hmm. but I mean, we don't have that here. So I think CBBS had it, but whether they were consistent in their showing, I would imagine not, because that's just the way it's always been with these kind of cartoons here. Yeah, and it's here the turtles are on Nick
1: as well. It's a Nick Nick tune here. So Nickelodeon has regular cartoons. They had regular shows, Mm -hmm. and they and they had. Um, like Fairly Odd Parents was on Nickelodeon, which we watched the shit out of. Like, I love Ooh. Fairly Odd Parents, one of my favorite. I loved Fairly Odd Parents. And so the girls just got to, they had to watch it. <laughs> um, so it's again, it's kind of weird because they did, it was that launch of Nicktoons. I think that was the problem. Ooh. If they would have just put it on Nick yeah with the turtles but i think what mm-hmm. they did is they started showing the turtles on nicktoons and they needed well what's going to be you know it's just like all the bullshit now it's like all the pluses and all the everything. It's like let's take a really yeah. good show and we'll put it on some network paramount plus or whatever that nobody gets and nobody wants to see and then that show is either going to go unwatched or and it'll get canceled or it'll be like six years in and then it'll show up like on some free thing everyone's like how the fuck did I miss this show? It's six years. Yeah, and you're like, oh, well, it was on this weird channel. Then we thought it was a hit when it was only. And it's one thing like USA, like Mr. Robot over here was on the USA Network. OK, mm-hmm. but that's a regular cable network. You could just get that. You didn't have to pay extra. Like you get basic cable. There it mm-hmm. is. But now these are all over the top streaming service things. And I think Nick Tunes was one of the first and like Disney Tunes. They were all competing mm-hmm. and it was the first. In America, before streaming, where you'd add an extra layer to your cable package. Okay. All right. And so yeah. it wasn't part so Nickelodeon was part of your basic. And if they had done this, it would have been gangbusters. But yeah. they hit it. And then you saying over there it's inconsistent. Mm. So you're taking a really great property and you're making it impossible for people to see. That seems yeah. like a bad business model. And it's the argument that people will go find it because it's the X-Men instead of let's get new fans.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah. Uh, what I didn't realize until looking into it as well was that this was almost kind of like a sequel to the X Men Evolution cartoon, which totally I've never seen, by, like, it. Yeah. I, I've never seen it either. No, I came to this fresh thinking, like, oh, this is a launch of a new show, probably joined in by the fact that Wolverine's name was in the title Was 100%. Yeah. Um, it's only now that I realized it was supposed to be a follow up to. So there's four more years of stuff which, you know, at some point I'd like to watch where these characters are a bit younger and they're building up to this point, which sounds re- really interesting. But I think that's a credit to the season, the only season we get, sadly, that you don't actually need the prior show to to know where the characters are at, do you?
1: No, there's a lot of, and they do a nice job in this. So everybody will just, I guess we haven't done this. So this yeah. is our break. Sorry, before we do whatever, following Fringe? Something. Something Fringe, our next season. That's not It'll good. It'll be either. there by the time Yeah, yeah, it's not good. We'll come up with something. But anyway... So this is just we're taking a break and we'll do this after we finish fringe. Well, I like this idea. We'll do another one of these yeah. classic one and duns because there's a ton of good one and duns mm. um series, or you know, just something real short like that, like spaced we talk about, which is technically two seasons, but we would just do that all in one go. Um yeah. so this is this is our first foray into that. And so this season of Wolverine and the X-Men follows. There is an overarching story. This is like a year-long comic run, which is, I mm-hmm. think, super clever. And what happens is, is um, there's an explosion at the Westchester House, and um, Gene is missing, and Professor X is in a coma. Is also missing at first. They find him is in a coma, and he's talking to them from the future. So there's split mm-hmm. timelines and all kinds of wackiness ensues and it's like they Mm. took they took all your favorite things from every x thing you've ever seen and they put it in a big martini shaker and they spilled it out
0: it's very clever how it combines kind of the comics and the 90s animated show and the noughties films they take Mm -hmm. little disparate bits of all of it yeah as you just said and put it all together it's very clever so they're like wherever you're coming from to this show you'll find something you'll find. A character you like, or you'll find like a depiction of a character. Um, they're very clever in the characters they pick to be in the show, I think, as well. Um, that again, that's a mixture, isn't it? We get, you know, Kitty plays a decent role in this. She's as not she really deserves. been in this, of course. She's not really been in the movies up until this point, not not as a character, really. Um, in fact, probably not even really now, not as a as a decent character. they they um, totally sidelined, Elliot,
1: in that role. Like, uh, you yeah. know, that it's so disappointing because you know Elliot Page is a great actor and mm-hmm. as kitty when she was then Ellen Page before you transitioned to Elliot Page was excellent. I thought mm-hmm. like what a great choice. What because had the look. Yeah. I mean it was like you just ripped Kitty Page right off the page and sort of like I mean even the last name, huh? It was there. Mm-hmm. Everything was there. And they just didn't know what to do with Kitty. Yeah. It's disappointing. Because she's she's
0: in almost everybody's top five X Men. Yeah, agreed. She's yeah, absolutely. Everyone you ever hear like lists their characters. She's always there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I agree. I thought that was really you're right. This was it was nice. And you could tell the writers of this must have also, because they were ex fans. So they're like, Let's yeah. make sure Kitty Pryde gets her deal. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, two of the key people behind this are um it's Yoast and now the other names escape me, isn't it? It's Graham Yoast. Christopher oh, Yoast. Christopher Yoast and Kyle Craig. Yep. That's yep. It, isn't it? Yeah, yeah who've had, you know, heavy runs on the X-Men comics and the X-Force comics. That's where I found them, was when they relaunched X-Force. They were in charge of that. That was and so funny. Surprisingly, yeah, yeah. Wolverine was in charge of uh, the X-Force team. So Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah. They,
0: know, they know their stuff for sure. They
1: definitely do. And there's the Hellfire Club shows up. Uh, I mean, yeah. it, Dazzler is in it for like one scene. Like they don't yeah. say Dazzler's name, but you're like, look, there was, there was Dazzler. So it was like just, it was definitely a love letter to it. But yeah, the core X-Men that they pick I think are a smart choice. I'm with you. Um, and yeah, again, like bringing course, in
0: Emma Frost as a main character as well, and that comes with its own dynamics and mistrust and and missing yeah. body, missing bodices to her shirts. Yes, I'm sure we'll get into some <laughs> of the presentation. Yeah,
1: <laughs> it's funny you too because when you when she first shows up, and I know when we get the 2022 lens, but when she first shows up, she's wearing like a suit jacket, but no midriff, mm. and then later she has a cape literally attached to her corset. And you're like, if you take your corset off, your all your cape is attached to it. That seems like <laughs> a bad design. I don't yeah, know.
0: Sure.
1: <laughs> what, are we, what are we doing? Anyway, I know you're a bad guy at all, Emma, but come on. Um, but she isn't, or is she? But she is, but wow. she isn't. So I, I do love that. What I thought, and this is my first question for you before we get mm. into favorites and bests and all that. Just as you're saying, they took everything. You're like bits and pieces of this. What do were you okay with that as because you watched this as an X fan already? Mm, So did you and Whedon's X Men was already out by this time? So that is one of the and then again he who shall not be named. But boy, what a great run on X Men! Yeah, he had the Hellfire. This Hellfire Club Mm -hmm. was in his run. So, Mm -hmm. but again, everything's a little bit different. So, what do you? How do you feel about that? Like, how do you feel about some of the 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 beats? Like there's definitely nostalgia. There's definitely the things that's like for me, they're like, we're gonna give you mojo world. You're like, cool, I fucking love mojo. And you know, you get spiral, and I've never, you know, to see a fucking spiral be amazing. So they're like, they give you this cool shit, but then they're like, wait, that's not a thing. So how did you feel about some of the relationship changes or some of the the way that they played with the ages mm. of the characters? Like this is young rogue, this is clearly movie rogue.
0: Yeah, that stuff never bothers me, to be honest, because, I mean, whenever I hear you and um, Dave and and, all the other experts in Comics Motion talk about, you know, kind of fluid timelines and ages of characters, I think it's fine. I think it's what needs to suit the story is what's important. Um, And I think within the zeitgeist of the moment, certain characters were doing well, weren't they? And they they just took... Took advantage of that and why wouldn't you so you know you do have your main stage you have your wolverines and your storm um cyclops is sidelined here but i think he'd been dealt such a bad hand as a character in the live action movies he was becoming kind of I, I i don't i don't mean this way but it's becoming kind of villainous-esque in the comics wasn't he He was having the turn towards their becoming the the new magneto um as he was for a while um they, they bring nightcrawler in which you know You and I. He's my favorite. Yeah. And again, another load of, you know, probably another one that's in the top five of almost everybody's list. He's my favorite X-Men. He's my number one. Yeah. 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 He's excuse me. He's right up there for me as well. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I think they're clever in what they do. And I think it it just works. And and, um, yeah, I think they probably just managed to give enough to every. Uh, multimedia fan of, of X-Men. Like as you said, if you're watching it for the 90s animated nostalgia or it's a new animated X-Men, you're gonna get stuff. You get, watching, you get like, that
1: version of Gambit.
0: Even though that's it's, true. even though it's a
1: younger version of Rogue, so they don't have the thing like they do in the show yeah. and in the comic, but you get that game. Like to me, that's the thing mm-hmm. they pulled most from that 90s show mm-hmm. is is Remy. That's my feel.
0: No, I, that's a good shout. I hadn't yeah. talked about that. Yeah.
1: Because you know and he's that's probably the best representation of him. That gambit movie's never been made, the one with Channing Tatum. So yeah, nobody really I mean, that X-Men Origins version of him is fine. You thumbs down. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's not Taylor Kitsch's fault who who portrayed no, him, but I no, no, know. not at all. Yeah. They had no handle on most of the characters in that movie. Let's be honest. Right. They um, <laughs> just wanted to make sure we got Will. I am in the movie for no good reason. Yeah, that's really important. That's right. Black-eyed peas
1: are having a moment. Let's cram him yeah. into a superhero movie.
0: Oh, okay. Lord of the Rings is finished and Lost is hot, so let's get Dominic Moynihan in here. Doesn't <laughs> matter what character he is, just get him in. Get him in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh my God, that's exactly what it was, wasn't it? Yeah, it was 100. Yeah, like, it, it was really bad anyway yeah so okay. yeah i think so that yeah they get they get comics fans because um some of the depictions of of those are close to the comics and then you've got the movies and i really love steve bloom's voice as logan as wolverine yeah. it's amazing that is a voice. I Now I've rewatched this. When I re I think I'm going to hear his voice. So perfect.
1: It's funny. I watched it on DVD because I don't have the Disney Plus right now. And there's Ooh. a final and I, I have a copy. I can send it to you of there's like a little last of the them all talking, the characters and they talk to oh, the cool. voice actor and he the one of the writers says these are the his voices. Yeah, he hears them. And so they actually interview him um, in this little mini like 20 minute documentary.
0: Mm, nice. About
1: yeah, I'll send it to you. I I didn't. Yeah, I guess I just didn't think about it not being on Disney Plus. Of course, it probably wasn't because they're like, we don't care that you watch. In fact,
0: it. It's not available on Disney Plus over here. Oh, it isn't. No.
1: Oh, where did you? You just own copies. You own it.
0: I I have my copies. Yeah.
1: Right. Getting Those copies. Yeah, yeah. Whatever. I've got copies now. Everybody's <laughs> got copies. It doesn't matter. It's very good though. I I'm I mean, I've got I've got takes. I've got some hot takes. Yeah, um sure. Being a first time through, but yeah, I, what I'm willing to do. This is a conversation we also have in the Comics and Motion chat rooms of Discord um, mm. about those representations, like you said. So for me, like timelines matter a little bit to me, like I'm just tired of resetting timelines, like just fucking pick a timeline. Sure. That's exhausting to me. I don't like that. And that is actually one of my biggest DC problems is
0: because
1: mm-hmm. uh, here's the thing. If you set Batman in real time, or Spider-Man or, or sorry, Superman in real time or one of them, in real time, they would get older. It's fine. Mm -hmm. But then what you can do is you can keep their stories. You can have two storylines and you can have, there's a million Superman stories you can tell that take place in the 30s and 40s. Meanwhile, he's getting older. John exists. You can have, you can hand it off. You've got tons of Bruce stories that you can tell in the 30s and 40s. And then you've got Dick as Batman in the 60s and 70s. And then you've got whatever, you know, Damien is, which you imagine Damien is Batman That would be awesome, actually. That would be a really cool idea. I mean, it would be a really cool idea to have a Batman who kills. It would be an interesting dynamic. And then we already know Terry exists, right? So you're creating a, but you can always tell Bruce Wayne stories all you want. So to me, that's just what I wish they would do. And then that's how you can have, so you could be like, here's the consistent timeline, but there's somebody who's writing Batman 66, somebody who's writing Batman 76, Bat- whatever, that's anytime you want. And they know they've done this with the Batman 89 comics yeah. where they've revisited the movie universe and they've made two-faced Billy B. Williams, which he deserved. He's mm. him in the Batman Lego movie, but that's mm. not, he. that's some bullshit. That's a whole different show. But so to me, that's the timeline issue that we talked about. But the other issue that I have and I don't have, the thing that doesn't bug me is when you're like you change up what's in the story for the medium. Right. Yeah. Like the in this the Angel and Storm thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that's fine. Yeah. I, I don't care about that. That's cool. Yeah. You know, I, it's, it's like and um, the I don't remember. And again, I've not read every action, but I don't remember Nightcrawler and and Wanda ever having a thing.
0: No, so, me neither. No.
1: But it's here and it works really well. And it's like, you know, then when you see it, you're like, God, that fucking makes total sense. Mm. You know, so I think like those things don't bug me when you make those changes. So that didn't bug you either, like that when they give them new storylines and create new relationships.
0: No, not at all. And in fact, yeah, the relationships don't bug me at all. And I think some of the depictions that they of how they choose to, you know, to show angel becoming archangel as they do in this. um, uh, It's very valid, if not, you know if not as good, better than, than what they're drawing upon. Yeah.
1: I agree. I actually, that was one of my favorite changes. Mm. I thought that was really cool. I really yeah. liked that. You know, Warren's always been a hothead anyway. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I thought, because that was his juxtaposition. He's angel, but he's kind of a dick. He's just, yeah, a, absolutely. I mean, talk about like the, the human embodiment of white privilege, Warren Worthington <laughs> III. And so, you know, I've always loved that about him, that he's like, you're always sort of making it, like Angel's nobody's favorite X name.
0: No, he's no, not so. I mean, he's there's not anything awful about him. He's just boring, he's just bland. But when he's he becomes just, Archangel, suddenly he's really interesting. He
1: is. Yeah. And so <laughs> I, I thought that was a really cool yeah, I'm with you. But I just wondered because you know, it's like and I know that it's different with live action interpretations. People get bad when it's like, Yeah, but this person looks this way. But again, you know,
0: well none of that ever bothers me to be honest. I yeah, think it's me neither. I think you know the word adaptation is there for a reason it's it's been adapted it's been changed it's been altered to fit what the story suits and i think as long as the essence of the character is the same right that's what matters yeah i agree it doesn't matter who what they look like or how they're played or how tall they are or any of that stuff doesn't matter yeah no right it is wolverine and he has that moments of feralness and also he can stand up and be a leader and Yeah, as long as the the character is right, who cares what they look like or what their story is to get them to a certain place. I don't don't care about that. Yeah,
1: I totally agree. Because I actually, I mean, when you think about Wolverine being Canadian, that's the most important thing. And so when you think about Canada, there's a huge Asian population in Canada because of the way that Americans treated Asians in the 40s. So there's a big, so it would be really cool to have an Asian Wolverine. It would actually make perfect sense. Yeah, You know, I, I think, you know, if you could find the right, it ha- would have to be the right actor. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it would have been something like if you could just dream cast like a young Jet Li as Wolverine, sure. it'd be fucking amazing. Right. I mean, he's too old now, but, you know, like he has that. He's got the build. He's got the mm-hmm. skills. You know, he could do mm-hmm. all his own stunts. That would have just been like something cool. So yeah, I'm all for it. I think it would be. Unfortunately. Studios aren't going to do it because they know there's going to be that nerd backlash. And so I think animated stuff and TV is the is the place to experiment, mm. you know, um, to try different things and do, you know, to test out. What do you think about Emma in this role?
0: Mm. You know, mm.
1: let's see. What do you guys think of that? What do you think about Logan being in charge of the X Men? Because that's different.
0: Yes, I agree. You
1: know, because you've got Storm and Cyclops there and they're, side- yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're sideline for Logan. You're like, that doesn't make any sense. So I that think would be a lot
0: as well. Um, Avengers Earth Mightiest Heroes. I don't know if you ever watched that. Mm-mm. Which is another fucking brilliant animation, um, but that's out at roughly the same time as kind of um, Avengers 2012 mm. and that, that the explosion of the MCU into phase two and beyond. And it was a hundred percent a testing ground for like characters and origin stories and how big can we go? And probably still now, you know, Kang is it? You know, they almost have like a season with a with a villain. Um, mm. in that animation, you know, Kang comes in and he's coming back and it's Cap's fault that his future's ruined and all this kind of stuff. So nice. um, it feels like a testing ground for what they're doing in the MCU. And and this arguably feels the same because we did get a Wolverine and the X-Men comic a bit down the line. Mm. Um, I never read it. Yeah. Which was, which was good. So they kind of, after like schism and I think it was after schism and they split off and went in different directions. Cyclops has his uncanny X-Men and Wolverine becomes the head of the new Gene Grey school and that's called Wolverine and the X-Men. So yeah, again, was this a little bit of a testing ground for that? Potentially. Yeah. And I think it's smart.
1: I mean, I think it, it's totally fine because again, they're, they're not real people, everybody. And in this, right. I mean, the, Logan is not size appropriate in this. He's not, no. you know, he's not the it's shortest person Hite. on screen. He is. He is definitely yeah. Hugh Jackman height. Cause it's like, in the comics, the only person who's shorter than him is Puck from Alpha Flight. everybody, right. <laughs> Because even Kurt, when he stands up straight, is taller mm-hmm. than Logan. Like, Kurt never stands up straight. But when he does, he's taller than Logan. So it's like, um, yeah, he's definitely Hugh Jackman here, which is fine. That's also fine. Yeah. And again, I mean, I actually think the kid who played uh, Taryn Edgerton would be should be the next. Well, if you're going to go another white guy.
0: Yeah, of the choices I've seen bandied around, he sounds pretty decent. Yeah, he's certainly yeah. got the action chops. Yeah,
1: and we've seen him do, you know, Kingsman. You know, he can do action. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. I'm, uh, anyway, so let's talk. Let's jump into what we do on this show. So that was mm. us just talking around it. So, favorite and best, the least favorite, worst in twenty twenty one lens. So, mm. um, it will not be a big surprise to you that my my favorite and best are both the Nightcrawler episodes.
0: <laughs> like quality features in mine as well funnily
1: shocking shocking so i'll have to say i went back i keep going back and forth on the two mm. um so the two are and I'll, are hunting grounds and um excalibur the two standalone next night crawler episodes and i keep mm. going back and forth between which is my favorite which one do i think is the best which one do i think is favorite and i, I think ultimately i'm going to say my favorite is the um I'm just, it's Hunting Grounds, which is the Mojo World one. And then I think the best yeah. one is the first one is the standalone Excalibur Nightcrawler on his own. I just think, and again, it's just because I don't feel they've done, done. there's not been a, a, a version of Nightcrawler other than that Nightcrawler miniseries. I don't know if you ever Ooh. read that where he goes to the little Nightcrawler land and he's the pirate and there's the little tiny elves and everything.
0: Yeah, they, they, not too long ago, like a couple of years ago. No, years no, ago. when I was a kid. Oh, again. It okay. was a recent Nightcrawler yeah, yeah. miniseries as well, wasn't
1: there? Oh, nice. I've not read that one. So mm. it, it was like that, to me, this, this feeling, this swashbuggling mm, okay. Nightcrawler. And I know the creators kind of wanted to take the dark, heavy religious stuff out of Kurt. And they mm-hmm. do. But his heart is still there. So that's where I'll say yeah. it. I think that one I think is the best just because it captures Nightcrawler away and I think my favorite even though the Mojo World one they had to just throw Wolverine crazy feral Wolverine in there for no good reason but Mojo World come on are you fucking kidding me <laughs> that was so cool so I think that's my favorite and I know we're supposed to wait and but I couldn't tell I couldn't decide so I just
0: spilled them both so yeah fine right, either fine. of those on show your list? we we do what we want yes yes that's really interesting because um yeah like Nightcrawler features in mine. But neither of those episodes. Oh, really? Okay. Well, mm. let's. What's your favorite? So essentially, every time Nightcrawler's in it, you and I love it. That, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we're
1: getting little, little uh, like uh, rewards. We're like rats in a cage. We're like, oh, that kind of thing. Yeah.
0: So why don't you lead on why, um, why these two shows for you stand sure, out? And then, sure. Um, so
1: I think it's to see Mojo World. Yeah. Listen, what a villain! What a uh, underused, probably because he's hard to film. Like, they haven't figured a good yeah. way to do him. You know, I'm glad they didn't do like mid mid teens where it'd have been just a big CGI blob. Mm, you know, sure. it would have been like really, now there's really good mocap. Mm. Like, can we just get, I know Andy Circus is busy doing everything else, but could we get <laughs> the man in
0: a suit and have him play mojo, please? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I have to say, his presentation here is is like pretty grotesque, actually. Yeah. For kids' I, animation, I know. It's, it's pushing. It is, but it was great. It's just Oh, I in wanted. a good way. Yeah, yeah. Kids need to be pushed. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. And so I, I like, so the reason I think my favorite one is the one where, um, it's where, the, it, it, where they're caught in it's hunting grounds and they're taken, he mm. and Wanda are taken in to Wanda, Mojo yeah. World by um, Spiral, who's the mm-hmm. big pirate with all the arms for people who don't know. She's what a great baddie. I love her as a character. Like, I always just like, loved seeing her in the comics because i was like couldn't understand the physics of her as a kid Mm -hmm. you know it's like how do you work like because doc ock they went out of their way to make us understand how he worked and like you don't understand how spiral works ever yeah um this does a great job of of showing the way she moves but i just think it's so i think that's what makes it my favorite is just to have mojo to have spiral to have kurt be the hero that he is he he and wanda has the whole thing is like i don't need you to save me and he's like i know and mm. so there's like really honest so i just it made me feel good i the, my only the reason why i don't think it's the best is because they had to throw in the berserker wolverine where whereas the reason i think yeah. the excalibur is the best one is that they don't do that they're like we're gonna mm. we're gonna trust our and it's weird that they did it in the other order like excalibur is like Issue six, episode yeah, six. Yeah, they're very much like comics. <laughs> episode six is is they do trust the re- like they're not in it. The yeah. X Men are barely yeah. in this one, and um, they're just like here's a cool story. So I think that's it's it for audiences if this is their first time ever experiencing Nightcrawler outside of um, Alan Cummings Nightcrawler. Mm. Um, this really just I just think it's it's perfectly done um the pacing is good I think the stakes are high the stakes are real, Mm -hmm. and you know because these are we we understand how mutants we've had five episodes to get how mutants are treated in this world I mean they're always treated poorly but and Kurt in particular and so the group that they give him the group of people they give him to help and save are also kind of weirdo looking like him you know like yeah I'm going to use the word passing but you know Storm, Storm can pass, Logan can pass, you know, yeah. most of them can't, but like these kids can't Kurt can't, and mm-hmm. that's always been the thing about him is he loves humanity so much, but he can't be with them, so I just mm-hmm. thought it was so smart to give him a band of, of people who are like him that way so those are my mm-hmm. those are my reasons, what are your thoughts?
0: I agree with all of that, I think I think 15 is a really strong episode as, as you said, for two thirds of it, and mm-hmm. then they force Wolverine into it, which is such a shame I really like the dynamic between um, Nightcrawler and Scarlet Witch in this episode. It makes me think of Ray and Finn in Force Awakens mm-hmm. on uh, Jakku when he keeps grabbing her and like, come on, I'm going to save you. And she's like, stop taking my hand. You yeah. don't need to save me. Well, um, and that, that's kind of the, the, the dynamic. Not that Nightcrawler is really trying to be her saviour, but that sense of like th- they're both fine by themselves, but if they work together, they'll be even better. So there's a really nice dynamic there between them. Um yeah, episode six, isn't it? I had that was one I had ticked as being a potential too. I think um, yeah, like they they just get Nightcrawler right in this episode. I don't know perfectly, and it's not quite bottle, is it? But it's it's a, it's a ship episode yeah. where it's all kind of set on this big liner and they're on their way to Genosha, aren't they? And um, yeah, the way that he deals with the issues is really good, and I really like. Um, His relationship with, like, the squid boy. Yeah. yeah. Where how how he becomes almost like a a surrogate father figure to him. And as you said, it's a sense of, like, because of the way they look, of their otherness, he's drawn to really, like, caring for him and making sure he's going to be okay.
1: And he's the hero of the piece, too, which is also what a cool... Way to do it, and again, I think it really captures the sense of what it means to be a hero and what it means to be a mutant and to use your powers for good. Is mm. that this kid? He's like, all I can do is breathe underwater, and it's like a snark at you know Aquaman or Submariner or whatever. But he's like, I think that's pretty cool. I can't do that, and so um, that was awesome. Also, this one does the thing where Kurt moves the water; he teleports yes. water. Yeah, what a cool, cool visual! I was like, that is. They hand animated most of the show too, so yeah. that is outrageous that they so did like,
0: like the ship's filling up isn't it the ship's sinking yeah. so and he's, he's like taking portions out bit by bit yeah it was so
1: cool it was very cool so that was yeah. a really clever concept yeah. yeah I'd never seen him do that before the only thing I've ever seen close to that with teleportation is in the jumper series the books yeah not the, not the movie the movie's fine Hayden Christensen is who he is the movie is fine it's a different universe than the jumper books mm. but in the jumper books he actually figures out how to move heat from place to
0: place Oh, okay. So So, I've read that first book. Um, They're all amazing. uh, Because, yeah, because it's that idea of like once it's removed from the kind of physical grounding, isn't it? He can. Okay. but yeah, Yeah. I've never got I've never read any further. Oh,
1: they're they're great. In the fourth one, he's actually there. um, He's shoveling a driveway that way. By just okay, cool. bringing heat in, he's not shoveling the snow elsewhere. He's yeah. jumping and bringing the heat, and then all the snow melts from the driveway. And it's like, nice. you know, because he's way older and, and he and Millie have a kid and everything. So, um, so you know, it's like 20 years after the first jumper. And so he's really <laughs> mastered the skill. So it's, been, it's just very cool. So it's the only time I've ever read anything like that. And then to see Ooh. it, it just scratched that itch. And I just thought it was really clever. So,
0: yeah, agreed. Yeah. What are yours? Yeah so Nightcrawler features for me too. Um, My favourite episode is episode 10 Greetings from Genosha which is Nightcrawler's like whistle stop tour around Genosha. That's when he meets Scarlet Witch properly and they fall they fall for each other have kind of a you know romantic evening together. I think um, the pacing of this episode is really good. It's midway through the season so we're getting the we're getting the beginnings of Magneto's plans because we know he's up to something. Of course he is. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think, again, like the the depiction of, of Wanda or Scarlet, which is really interesting in this show. Um, I'm not n- normally one to talk about, you know, kind of women and their attractiveness and how they're drawn, but Scarlet, which is a very beautiful animated character in this series, they take great pains to make her, it feels like, look really beautiful in this, in this episode, I guess, in order to drive home the... The relationship between her and Kurt. Yeah, I just thought it really like broke broke the mold of the of the series. Like we can talk about the uh, objectification of the female beauty. As in we series. will, yes, we all yes. have to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I don't think that's there really for Fonda. She just is drawn to be like yeah. beautiful, like to be.
1: She is uh, and, and that and woman the- that
0: walks in the room in like a nineteen fifties movie, and you're like blown away.
1: Yeah, she's definitely drawn that way, and I, it's and I think it's actually my this is I. Hearing you say that, what I think it is is be, is by making her the most stunning, you know, the most beautiful mm. girl in the room. And then she falls in love with Kurt. Sure. So I think that actually, like, adds to, it gives you a layer to her character. She mm. also knows what she looks like, and we all know what he looks like. And of course, you're like, you're him, and you're like, he's our point of view character here, so he's like, hey. Yeah. But then she's also like, hey, because she sees yeah, how yeah. kind he is. Mm. And that also is a commentary on how women are that way. Women are better. And again, I'm generalizing here. Let's generalize about women for a second. But the women I know in general and in the world, Mm -hmm. I think most men are punching above their weight class (laughs) in most relationships. I know I am um, without a doubt. And I just think, you know, women are much more inclined to see who you are as to what you look like. And so that commentary is there. Definitely. In this episode. So that is, mm-hmm. I love that moment too. I think it's, that's really well said. Yeah. yeah it's, it's weird because really nice. you're saying like, she's, she's an animated drawing. You're not like Helba hubba, you don't have like a pinup of her, but you're, you're acknowledging no. the art, the art artists are doing something very specific.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. They Yeah. yeah they, you know, everyone's drawn to be handsome and attractive and, you know, toned except for and, Toad. Except for Toad. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, <laughs> there's a yeah it feels like there's almost like great pains to make you know disney princess-esque um that's a that's excellent that is what it is isn't it yeah it feels it feels deliberate very deliberate the style slightly changes there i think um oh yeah i really like the depiction of genosha how it like it's utopian but it has that dark underbelly that dystopian underbelly which is really clever you have the mystique Um, sideways storyline. And I really like Mystique in this series as well. I'm going to talk about her with my um, best. Um, I think she's depicted really interesting, drawn, really cool. I love her design in this cartoon. But similar to you, talking about the use of Nightcrawler's powers, I fucking love the end of the episode when he bounces from the island all the way back to the X-Mansion. So amazing. Oh, it's so good. The way he's like these constant like little portal jumps, these little like teleports it's especially so because
1: Magneto says he'll never make it
0: yeah and you're like you don't know I Kurt. mean yeah Magneto was right to be fair um but only because he had his um he had Raven there to get him yeah he had yeah yeah for him. He had, you know he had his uh, I can't think what the call is like what the the term is Like, you know he's sort of planned ahead he already had that yeah. planned out but right because but it makes it sound like
1: he's saying he'll never make it but he yeah. does oh yeah, and yeah that's absolutely. a great moment when he like makes it and he's there in New York and then you're like poof yeah, and comes to kitchen Yeah, and again, that's you're right. The way they use mystique in this, um, this part is really smart. And I think it's one thing they just struggle
0: with in the movies. It is. It's and it's, again, her her origin and her story and her connection to characters in this series mm-hmm. has been massively changed. Yeah, but for me, I think um, because of the presentation of the character in this season, really works.
1: Yeah, I think you give I mean, in the comics forever, you know, it was a long time till she became more than two dimensional in the comics for years and years. And, you know, and then there's the rogues mom storyline and all that other stuff. You know, I didn't know what to do with the naked blue lady for a long time. It was always just like we have a naked blue lady. We're not sure if we should do much more because that's pushing. Are we allowed to have the naked blue (laughs) blue lady? And I don't think the movie and I'm not a big fan of either of the actors who play her either. I don't think I mean, Rebecca remains fine. I don't think she's a very good actor. And I same thing. I feel the same way about Jennifer Lawrence. I don't think she's so I don't think they had somebody who. Like, I just I I don't know. I I feel like Lupecia Lupecia Luongo, who can play everything like she would be an excellent because she's so she can do face. Yeah, I understand the whole point of, of Mystique is she's pretending to be somebody else. But that's the thing when she's somebody else and they do it perfectly in here you Mm. know it's still Mm. her you do like it's it's like there's something that they do that those actors because it's not in the movies you're having the act when she's senator kelly you're having that actor play senator kelly like you can't pull it off so i think that's probably part of it but they capture it here like so
0: perfectly that's a good shout they need they need nick cage and john travolta in face off
1: oh my god that's exactly what they need you're right Oh
0: my God. I need people to be mimicking mannerisms of each other in order to, yeah. And I, I love that. And I think they avoid the naked blue lady issue in this by having a cool like, costume design. What a great um, costume. Yeah, it's yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's probably my favorite design, I would have thought, for Mystique, actually. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I don't think I've seen it anywhere else.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, the, I think we've seen like the kind of the blue and white, haven't we, before? But it's like a, it's its own thing. It's like something they've come up with for this show, I think, because mm-hmm. they have given her a, a different backstory, haven't they? Yeah. Which segues nicely into my um yeah my best episode yeah which for me was episode fourteen which was stolen Lights, which was the mystique and wolverine episode
1: the weapon X story
0: weapon X story essentially yeah yeah and um, of course I'm going to be drawn to that because I'm a big wolverine fan uh, as a lot of us are but I think again for me it's what I always talk about it's a mini movie um this episode the the, the when it started I totally forgotten. There was so much previously on. I was like, oh my God. Like half the first the episode six the-
1: episodes, I know. And then that just stopped finally. <laughs> Thank
0: goodness. Uh, but for this episode, there was like previously on. Five minutes later, we're still on previously on. Like get on with it. But um, I think this is the episode that pulls everything together, doesn't it? And it kind of really yeah. hit into act three from this point. So yeah, it's the introduction for this season as well of Wolverine's like tracking visualisation which is so cool Like takes him big breaths and then he kind of like can visualize what's happened in the past in order to track people and again I've never seen that with him before I don't think where like they've tried to you know it's a skill he's always had but they've tried to visualize that for us as a viewer for us to understand what he's doing in order to so I think that's really cool there's loads of great action x23 comes in Um, what a
1: moment I said never seen this before for 2009 Laura shows up. I'm like, damn! What I mean, they really these guys were fans.
0: Oh, massively! Yeah, yeah. you are gonna stick and,
1: Laura, and uh, uh, it's outrageous. It was
0: so smart. Yeah. Oh. And this must be roughly the same time as the. Is this is roughly the same time as their X Force comic. And these are all And these are all characters they're using. They're using yeah. Laura in that. They're using Vanisher in that. Um, they're clearly characters they really love that they want to bring across their their multimedias. And what, what a weird comparison I made whilst I was watching it was this idea of like, um, Logan's meant to be the leader now, right? So he should be the general sending his people out to battle. But he's so Captain Kirk. He's so cavalier. It's like a mission he's doing, off I go. I've got words um, about that. I've got things to say
1: about that. Okay. as we move forward. Yeah.
0: No, but you're oh, totally right. No, I really right. like he it. Is. The fact yeah. that he's just like, I don't care what anyone else thinks. I'm going to go and do it anyway. Yeah. Um, but of course, yeah, all the Weapon X stuff. And I think the... The retro uh, fitting for Mystique to fit into that backstory—it makes uh, it, sense. It actually—it makes, makes a lot sense, sense and works for me in this series. Yeah, yeah. The connection between the two of them and how it's—spoiler for everybody that's not watched the show—but um, how it's revealed that um, in losing his memory, he—that happened to him in saving her to get her out of the Weapon X facility—it's really brilliantly done. I think.
1: I love it. I think, I think it's so smart. Nobody's done that before with mm-hmm. with the two of them. But again, we, Mystique's background for the old nerds like me who've been, you know, I mean, I wasn't reading from the beginning, but I was reading since the, you know, the 80s. But again, the, Mystique was, it took a long time for them to figure out who she was. And for the mm-hmm. longest time, it was always like, she's Rogue's mom. That was just the thing, right? So it's mm-hmm. like they've sidelined her, mothered her, you know, mm-hmm. like they're like, this is the, this is what we all think. Because everybody loved Rogue. And so like yeah. instead of just being like, Rogue is. like We don't worry about the parents of anybody else. But for whatever reason, Rogue's parentage mattered. I never understood that. I, I, and I guess, again, it was like they're trying to figure out how to, what to do with Mystique. But I love how mm-hmm. these guys are like, fuck all that. Mystique is equally broken. And we have to understand, mm-hmm. because Mystique, because the X-Men, more than any other part of the Marvel universe, the bad guys are sympathetic.
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: More than any of them. I mean, there's a mm-hmm. few blob notwithstanding. I mean, I think and it, it people say whatever you want in the bad characterizations of the Juggernaut. I think he's one of the most sympathetic characters. Like, his his power is terrible. He has been yeah. manipulated by his brother. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you see Charles' evilness more than ever in Juggernaut. So I mm. think, but I think Mystique in particular, Eric, obviously, and then Wanda and Lorna in this too, Polaris, you see their... Um, who they could be and where, you know, mm-hmm. they've just been manipulated and and they've been mistreated and they're hurt mm-hmm. and they're they're lashing out they've got PTSD. So I think it makes a lot of sense. And so Mystique, you know, she's kind of one of those, one of your favorite baddies, right?
0: Oh, great. 100%. Yeah, yeah.
1: And so this was a perfect episode for that. Um, mm. Yeah, I think it's great. I, I agree with everything you say on it. I think the voice actor for her is very good. Yeah. Too. um And again... The, the when she turns into Logan in this one. Yeah. So there's the two. So cool because you can tell which one's her.
0: Yeah, yeah. Definitely. They do yeah. such
1: a great job. It's like they understand. She's she's clearly one of their favorite baddies.
0: Yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's, is there's she a
1: baddie? Is the question. Is, well, that's it, isn't it?
0: She she is that classic um character that so many comics, TV, film try to force, but like they really are towing the line between. Uh, hero and villain, aren't they? But she does really uh, embody that, I think, perfectly.
1: Yeah, and it's and it's because she doesn't have a body.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, part of it
1: is again what she looks like, and that's why she and Kurt are such great mm-hmm. juxtapositions. Because like, mm-hmm. Kurt is who he is, but he loves humans, and she mm-hmm. is what she is, and she can look like a human anytime. Like Kurt, if Kurt had her powers, he again would. Yeah you know what I mean? He would just be a priest. He would just, you know what I mean? Yeah, He'd just yeah, yeah. be out like, and I get, I get why they toned down the religious stuff. Cause he's like, Hey, Wanda, woohoo. But, um, you know, it's like, she is what she looks like. And again, it's, it's because she's a woman who looks like that. So that's, that's always there. Um, I just think it's, it's great. I think it's, yeah, it's real. Uh, yeah. I mean, she's
0: literally nobody and everybody at the same time, isn't yeah. she? That would mess with your head.
1: It would have to, it would yeah. have to. And imagine, I know that in the first class movies, they try to shoehorn, you know, like little young Raven in to know what it was like as a child. And that was fine. You know, that kid who played young Raven was fine. And I get what they were doing because they want her and Charles to be friends and all to be siblings. But I feel like um, it would be because, you know, we know that throughout time Mm -hmm. their powers develop differently.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: We always know it's like, well, it's puberty, but it isn't for everybody. Yeah. All the characters aren't. And so we don't really, again, know much about Rogue or about um, Mystique, but whenever she figured that out, she was always blue. Right. Yeah. Just like Kurt was always blue. You know what I mean? So like when you come out looking like you look, it's just, and then so I would assume like the trauma of being her probably Mm. pushed her to becoming a shapeshifter sooner Mm -hmm. than puberty.
0: Sure. Makes sense. You
1: know, so it's, it's something you don't think about. And I think this, the x-men always make me consider like warren's born with his wings yeah kurt's born blue mystique is born blues like hank isn't born blue no right hank does that to himself (laughs) you know uh depending on which version you are but like it it just even in this you see the flashback like scott's not even born that way Mm. you know scott wasn't born blasting himself out of his mother's body you know he doesn't have until he hits puberty so that is is a
0: cool like a horror movie version of why hasn't that been done
1: i don't know that's that's pretty rad
0: (laughs) in a bad way obviously in a bad way yes
1: i'm sorry mrs summers yeah luckily he's younger scott's older so it's fine (laughs) or alex is older (laughs) so it's fine yeah Um, yeah yeah so anyway i it I just love it. You're right. Good choice. Excellent choice. Sorry. I'm just rambling over but, the top of but your the pick. fact that
0: we can, you know, I think I, I could have picked from a few more as well. I think there's a lot of strong episodes in this as a single season, 20 ish minute long. Um, there's a lot of really good episodes.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Well, let's speak now, since we've talked about, we've praised it, let's shit on it a little. Yeah. <laughs> let's t- before we get into least favorite and worst, I did want to discuss the Captain Kirkiness yeah. and that's exactly mm. what it is. My problem with the Captain Kirkiness is that him saying, like, Charles says early on, we got to keep the band together. And then he keeps running off on his own. He does, yeah. And then he sidelines the female characters more than he should. Don't love that. We'll talk about Mm -hmm. that in a minute. There's a lot of like, stay behind, Storm, stay behind whomever I'm with. But then, but then he's also like, anytime Scott wants to run off, it's just because they hate each other, I know. But it's like, whenever Scott wants to go to something, he's like, you got to stay with the team, Scott. And yes. then the next and then five minutes later, I'm going to run off by myself. So I didn't like that. Didn't yeah. love that. Like, I just thought that was a little inconsistent. Or do you think that yeah. was intentional because it's like, fuck you, Scott? I think
0: no, I think you're right to pick it out. I do think it's a problem. Um, I think it works in the episode I was I was celebrating. No, it works I think it's in meant, a lot of
1: the episodes. I just say, that, but I yeah. think,
0: yeah, there is a there is a very heavy like Scott, don't chase after Gene. You've got to be here. Yeah. for this. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but is it because it's
1: Gene because he knows that Gene sees him first yeah maybe that's
0: interesting I haven't thought about that either I mean it's definitely double standards but I mean I think he's quite happy performing those double standards he doesn't care Um, there's a definite sidelining of 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 Cyclops in this show again isn't there which is a bit of a shame because when the character's done right he is interesting but so often people don't know what to do with him and I I love his design in the show he's another one who his design looks really cool. He's got like the a coat. He's like noir a trench coat.
1: Yeah, he's like a gunslinger, which he is. I think it was yeah. a cool way to lead into Scott as gunslinger. Nobody's really done mm. that
0: before. Definitely. Because they even they call him ins- slim for the longest time, right? Yeah. They just inverse them, don't they? So like Wolverine becomes the the leader and then mm-hmm. Scott becomes the kind of roguish um only cares about himself, doing what what is best for him. Yeah. So they inverse him him and Wolverine, which is quite an interesting decision. I guess maybe it would have gone further if we'd got more. Maybe we could have investigated into the fact that... Because Rogue calls him out at the start of the season, doesn't she? And says, like, you can't lead because you're too busy, always got your own missions. And we do have a little caveat to that at the end, where she says, I was wrong about you. Actually, you weren't, Rogue. But You um, just were gone for half the season with the Brotherhood, yeah. so... Um, you know, Maybe yeah. they could have investigated that a bit more As it went <laughs> that you know people would keep Criticizing him that he's not doing what a leader should do Maybe it would have gone somewhere I'm not sure
1: Yeah that's I don't know I don't have a good answer I just I just think no. it's, uh, it's It's, worth it's bringing fair up. to call it out Yeah for sure all right well the other thing Too you brought up was the sniffing thing which again Is super cool however mm. The first second episode First episode he sneaks up on Hank Nope sorry Zero. <laughs> Especially since he like he screeches down the thing and then later hank sneaks up on him like yeah these are the two people you can't sneak up on either of them it was a dumb decision to have either of them sneak so i just like kitty's the only one who could sneak up on that because she's Mm -hmm. literally in the other room and then she's in the room or she's in the floor um yeah So I just thought that was dumb. And then it was like, then like halfway through, you know, episode four, they're like, oh, let's we forget he can sniff. So they just start (laughs) doing it. Pay no attention that we didn't acknowledge that in the first three episodes. And then they just retconned their own thing. But I love it too. I think it's a very cool visual way to represent it.
0: There's a little bit of that, but I I remember, you know, we talked about, Angel more than Buffett, but we talked about those shows at times kind of forgetting their own law at times because right. it suited what they needed for the moment. This definitely does it like every now and then the mutant powers don't quite match up to what they should do for that moment. Yeah, I agree with that.
1: Yeah, it's all good. It's all fine. All right, yeah. let's do you go first this time.
0: What is your least favorite and or worst? Whichever we do, what least favorite first? We do know least favorite. Yeah, for me, least favorite would be um, towards the end, which often, you know, we pick that out as well. I don't mean interestingly. I really wouldn't be bothered with episode 21, Rover. Yeah. Which was set in the future with um, Professor X. And it sort of moved this character called Marrow. Marrow. Marrow into the limelight. And I I like the idea of her having the um, kind of Iron Giant-esque relationship with this reprogrammed Sentinel. That's cool. I like that. But they just don't do anything interesting with it in this episode. And she's not a very good mutant Like in terms of her powers aren't interesting. And her uh, her look isn't very good, like what she can do with her powers. They're all just a bit boring. Um, it just feels like that classic, we're getting towards the end of the season, but we're not ready for the finale. So we need to fill in some time. 26 episodes, man. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I hear you. I know that they and this is that little documentary that they, they deliberately made this one because it's a Grant Morris, like Grant Morrison invented Rover and they love the characters, so they wanted okay. to use them in some way. Also, um uh, Marrow is voiced by Tara Strong. And you're like, you got mm-hmm. Tara that's Strong just, on yeah. your show, and you've not used her enough. Yeah. I mean, she's you know, one of the best voiceover artists Definitely, in the world. Yeah. I mean, her Harley Quinn is my Harley Quinn.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, and, and um, so that's my I with you. I'm like you could just cut this one. And I love Bishop. I love seeing some Bishop. He's misused yeah, in this. I mean, the whole future storylines in general, I think, are, are misused. They're mm-hmm. it's a cool idea, but it's like, mm-hmm. and to see Bishop in action, we've, I mean, are we ever going to get to see Bishop in action? Like in real life? Wouldn't that be cool?
0: So he was in Days of Future Past, wasn't he?
1: Oh, fuck.
0: Yeah. But, but, it's but, been a know, while. It's been a while. Very, since I've seen... but, but not but not really used to his extent. He's such no. a
1: great character. Oh, yeah. It's so seeing him in this and the big M on his eye and you're like, oh my God. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I think the future stuff in general was like just blah. Um, it's fine. Yeah. It's, it's fine. But you're right. Be this is the future
0: past, but, but it's, it's not. It's not. It's fine. And this Rover one is definitely bad.
1: I agree. Like, didn't need it. Don't care. Don't. don't
0: no. Care. And it's, yeah, it's not awful. I agree with your points. Like Rover is, you know, I called it as well. I like the idea of Rover. And yeah, you're right. Tara Strong is a very talented voice actress. Um, So I'm not criticizing her at all, but yeah. it's just it's just Man. that classic. Like, what's the point?
1: Yeah, no, that's why it's your least favorite, not the
0: worst. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. What about for you?
1: Uh, my least favorite, I think, is um, Overflow, mm. which, which is the fourth one. Believe it or not, it's the one where they go and get um, storm, and oh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, it's. Listen, two, two problems with it. And it was almost the worst. My, my least favorite and worst were, again, right up against each other. But the reason I go with mm-hmm. least favorite on this one is because, number one, um, I, look, Storm, th- they make Storm a damsel in distress. Don't love that. Yeah. Storm is yeah. never a fucking damsel in distress. This is some bullshit. Number two, um, Africa is a continent. And I understand, like, in the future, Charles is saying Africa as a continent is wiped out and they even mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm with you so far. I'm with you. I'm coming along. And then Hank is like, when they're going there, he's like, there's not even a cloud in the sky over all of Africa. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. I'm and then when they get there, it's like she's making it rain in one place and somehow that is Africa. And I just, I'm tired of Africa being like, mm-hmm. that is lazy writing. And it's just, so it just bugged me. It's like, come on, don't sideline. Like I was always Team Storm. Like, Episode, issue 201, who will lead them? That's one of my favorite all-time X-Men covers. I don't know. I'm older than you. I don't know if you've ever seen that one where it's the big question mark and Storm's flying up here and Scott's down here and he's he's shooting up at her. Oh, no. I haven't oh, asked, Dude, X-Men 201, Uncanny 201, who will lead them? I mean, I bore that fucker out reading that. I mm-hmm. love it. was always Team Storm. So that's part of it, too. It's like, that's what my least. It's like, this is... For all the other things that I've said, I'm like, oh, let this go. Let this go. I just don't love sign lighting. I don't. Storm is not weak. Yeah. I'm sorry. That pisses me off. And they give everybody, they power up everybody else. Mm-hmm. And later, Storm has stuff to do. And mm-hmm. I like the Storm and Angel thing. I think that's cool. I love that flying scene. You know, yeah, I think that fair. was animated beautifully. This just whole one just, just irked me, I
0: guess. And it just was like,
1: <sighs> I, that's it. so. I got. I just. I'm. You know. I'm pissed. I'm just starting to make grunting sounds. Yeah. So I'll, <laughs> turn it over. No, I.
0: I agree. I think. Um. I think it's. It. It's that thing we often talk about, like comics and cartoons. I do like the fact that kind of her I know what you're saying about like her as a character is reduced, but when she's. Um, been taken over by the Shadow King, Like yeah. her manifestation of her power seems big, seems powerful. Absolutely. Yes, it's, it's bullshit that she can make it reign over the whole of Africa. Yeah, agreed. Um, but that limitless budget is, it, it is a good thing. I think because I really love the Legion TV show.
1: Mm, which where, I've still yet to see. Yeah.
0: Sure, so I won't spoil it at all, but where the Shadow King features prominently... Which would make sense because Legion's insane. I, there you go, yeah, exactly. So I think... Probably I was a bit caught up in like, oh, it's the Shadow King. And actually, I was really annoyed when it was, oh, it's the Shadow King. Oh, and now he's gone. Um, yeah, they kill him. Yeah, absolutely. Like he could have been a nice recurring villain or the way he's used in Legion is really good particularly for the first two seasons anyway, is really, really strong. So I think I maybe I was sort of blazed over totally all the fair. stuff that you've right. Yeah. You've rightly picked out. Yeah. yeah, no, that's all
1: totally fair. I mean, again, no, you're right. They do show how powerful she could be. But again, mm. you've never... That's not... Again, it's not really it, her, is it? It doesn't work. And it's just like for her to get suckered like that. Mm. I just didn't... It just doesn't... Like they're trying to play on her kindness. Mm-hmm. And her kindness is what gets her suckered. I just... But she's yeah. not there's not even in this version of it, like, cause they don't call back to it. There's, she's mm-hmm. not a glory hound. She's not a yeah. fame whore. You yeah. know, she's not like she, when they were like, we're having another thing where we're giving you oranges. She's like, I don't, she'd be like, no, nah, no, nah. that's not <laughs> why I'm doing this. Let's not do that. So I just thought it just didn't work. Whether you have any knowledge of storm, this is your first appearance of storm. Mm-hmm. Other than from that very first episode when, you know, she's standing next to Charles. This is what you do with her. Like you start off by showing what a great person she is and she does this and she does this. And it's like, also now I'm going to have a parade in my honor. It just, it it just
0: was inconsistent. It's all fair. That's all fair. I think it's a classic thing. Another thing we often talk about where like, they're not quite got it right yet with either characters or where they want the show to go or you're right. This depiction of Storm's not quite right. And we've praised it a lot for how it's like, you know, it gets this character right. It gets that character right. I can't think of Storm ever featuring particularly prominently in anything i've read by those two guys comic-wise mm. yes yeah, so, so maybe I'm, they just don't know how to do it i think so i think they're not joins that character there that isn't so not somebody they they're particularly interested in maybe or they don't know what to do with that and maybe this is this is where it shows
1: it's possible i mean and again you all have you they have your favorites it's totally fine mm. you don't mm. have to love storm i mean you know i know our friend i Comment on Comics, Chase. He loves Cyclops. Cyclops is his favorite. He's he mm-hmm. would say who should lead them Scott. I would say who should lead them Aurora because Scott's a whiny bitch. Yeah. <laughs> but Aurora isn't. So I'm a big there fan. goes that listener? Yeah, no, he's he knows he knows it's from love. He's actually got a shirt that he made himself that says Cyclops was right.
0: No, I love it. Okay. Yeah, great. yeah,
1: yeah. He's a big fan. So anyway, there you go. What for you? What is your least favorite?
0: So that was of his favorite. Oh, right. So my, sorry. What's the worst? Yeah. My, worst. my right. worst is the very next episode. Thieves Gambit. Thieves Gambit. Um. Oof. Yeah, I mean, sorry, Ria. I know she loves Gambit, but only because of the animated X-Men show. I just find him boring. I don't care about Gambit. Yeah. If I'm writing X-Men, he is not featuring in it. I, I just don't understand him as a character. I don't know what his appeal is. Um... And this is an episode all about him. It's, all, and, it's
1: his, yeah.
0: And it, it doesn't work. His and he name's never really, even in the title. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like he comes back for like one episode later on when he's trying to steal, steal Magneto's the helmet. helmet. That one was really but, dumb too. That's crap as well, yeah. But really he doesn't sort of feature as a character. So I'm surprised he gets a whole episode to himself. I think, you know, that you couldn't go over that idea of like Storm and how she was yeah. treated. What I can't go over in this episode is that Wolverine and the X-Men have sanctioned an inhibitor collar. No, 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 no. No, no, no. This this wouldn't happen.
1: All of it's done.
0: There's no way that the the, the heroic X Men are sanctioning a way to stop people's powers. It's just, it's just, it's not, it's not, it's not gonna, it's not gonna go. Um, I really like. There's one bit that really stands out where like the camera kind of pans down through the X Mansion and goes through the floors. That's a really cool moment where you get geography of the of the setting. It's like a David Fincher camera move in like Panic Room or a Fight Club or something. It's really cool. Um. But when I'm talking about like animated camera shots, you know, something's gone wrong in the episode. Yeah.
1: Cause that's the only thing. And this is this version of Logan too, is just like running ahead
0: and being yeah. stupid. Everything about this one was really dumb. Mm. It was just dumb. It was. And there's another, you know, Phil Lamar is another amazing voice actor. Mm-hmm. Um, like John, John Stuart Brunette, does he do? Does he? Is that right? Oh, nice. Well, I mean, um I mean he, you know, uh, maybe I've got that wrong and I I should yep. look it up. He does, you know, does a lot of like you know, good voice work and a lot of superhero and other animated stuff, but he does gambit here, and his gambit accent is not good.
1: That's a, and that's a tough accent to do, to be yeah, honest. Fine.
0: The guy in the animated series, though. Yes. So I mean, you know, it get can him. be done. <laughs> get him back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and not just because you've got this guy in, in your cast, because I think he plays several characters.
1: Yeah. And right, and no. Philomar, of... yeah, he's definitely a big of course my, my computer's being a dick right now, but yes. He <laughs> is sort
0: of feeling a bit sorry for him. It's yeah, not his yeah. fault, like he's been given this like do your best. Yeah. But um, yeah, not great. Yeah, John Stewart in the animated Green Lantern Justice Unlimited, and he's awesome in that. Yeah,
1: he's good in a lot of stuff. I mean, he's in Futurama, obviously. I mean, he's yeah, yeah. You're right. You and that's just it. You're like, well, is and that could be just like with Terra Stronger. Like, we got this guy. We got to give him an episode, but have him be somebody else. Agreed. You know, he can do have him do Bishop.
0: Mm. You know, give
1: him do a Bishop. I would love a Bishop prequel episode. There's, you know, I mean, like. Because they I, bishop is totally under again, it's cool to see, but underused. Like you said, the future stuff. You'll notice we've talked for now and we've hardly talked about the future stuff because it's not mm-hmm. great. But it's no. not, but it's also not the worst. It's just fine.
0: Yeah, it's just fine. Whereas for me, yeah, I think like the colour thing is a big problem and the whole episode hinges on that. Yeah. that it gets stolen and, and Wolverine has it's to bad. work Gambit to get it back. As you said, Wolverine's depicted poorly here. Gambit's not a character I'm interested in. So you put all these things together. It's just like, mm, I'm skipping this episode next time.
1: Totally fair. I think that's totally fair. I mean, it was on my short list of uh, between, like you said, least favorite bad. But honestly, the one that I ended up, I, mean, I, I mm. between least favorite and worst is, um. and again, I know this. <sighs> I, I <laughs> And I know it's totally you're going to probably not love this one because i know how you got into Wolverine. I do not like code of conduct at all.
0: Just, this is towards the silver, the end, right?
1: the, yeah with the silver samurai. Okay, yeah, yeah. I don't love this version of how it's done. I understand mm-hmm. why you want to tell this I mean fuck silver samurai what a character. Yeah. Um um you know i get that you want to bring Mariko in. I love her as a character. Yeah. I understand yeah. what you're doing. This was just totally out of place for. Don't need it in the middle Agreed. of the series. Just don't nice. need it. And what I think makes it the worst one for me is because it's out of place. Like again, it's out of place. Yeah. Again, Wolverine's gonna stop. We're getting near the end of the thing, and we're. And I understand they're like Silver Samurai's capturing the X Men, and he needs them, but it's just he sidelines Rogue. Rogue. Mm. He sidelines her at least three times. He's like, not because he doesn't trust her, but because he's like, you stay over here. He's like, these guys are trained assassins. And they like, they undo it two sentences later. Like, right, they're trained assassins. She's rogue. She's got to touch one.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, absolutely. She does. And and then she she does.
1: And it's like, even she in the comic is like, do you know who I am? Like, so I just, I don't love, again, the way Wolverine is depicted. I don't like this Mariko. I don't. No. I just think the whole and and the other problem is what makes it the worst is again they forgetting their own lore. They're saying yes. you can't use your mutant powers.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Wolverine can't. Sh- it's not like in the uh, Black Panther movie where they take the Black Panther mm-hmm. power. he can't yeah. take away his mutant powers. Mm-hmm. His agility, his healing factor, his you, he does so he doesn't use his claws. But he's totally at an advantage. This whole setup is stupid. So what Mm -hmm. that means is the Silver Samurai can't use his mutant powers. He can't supercharge his awesome sword. I mean, and he looks cool. Yeah, yeah. It's a cool depiction of him better than in the movie. You know? Yeah. Super cool. This is what I want him to look like. And again, I love Mariko. I think she's a great character. Poorly used here. So again, I'm probably bringing in some of my, both of the ones, my least favorite, worst. I'm bringing in my baggage Mm -hmm. that I said at the beginning, I'd leave at the door. I'm cool to see a Silver Samurai, a Mariko episode. I'm cool to see Silver Samurai team up with Sinister or something. Like, Mm -hmm, play mm -hmm. with it. That would be cool. All of a sudden, it's Sinister and Samurai. That would be cool. Yeah. I'm all for that. And then Mariko could be there, but this just doesn't work. And that story, the plot of like, Oh, don't use your powers. Well, that doesn't work for Logan.
0: No, no, so it no. This was dumb.
1: The writing no. was bad.
0: <laughs> yeah. I agree with all of that. It's, it's on my list of being a week of, of week episodes as well. Yeah. I mean, you're right. You know, the thing that, that really won me into comics was that Miller Claremont run, you know, it's just exactly. like my second appearance on comics motion after meeting yeah. you and talking about fireflies yeah. with Max talking about, uh, yeah. talking about that run. I do love it. But and we discussed at the very start of this, like it's okay to change things. And they changed the Weapon X storyline and it worked in my favorite episode, in my best episode. You're right, it doesn't work here. In fact, this whole episode lots feels really off. Everything you've already said, but I've got a whole list of other stuff as well where I think is it rushed? Is it like another was it because it's a filler and it was like shit, we've got to get it out tomorrow? I don't know. But you've got Emma Frost, who's a really powerful telepath, and people sneak up behind her? Nope knock her out like as you were saying with warrior yeah, and beast they don't like, watch. Do she couldn't sense them come in hang on that's not right i know it's silver Summer, she wasn't in her diamond, di- right because if she was in her, her diamond form you know yeah.
1: that but but then they couldn't knock her out because she's in her diamond form. <laughs> exactly it was so dumb.
0: yeah so that doesn't work um the proportions of the drawings of the characters i thought looked really off in this episode as well which what made me feel like it was rushed the way they draw Wolverine is very different to all the other episodes, whether that's meant to be like a, it's the Wolverine in Japan episode. So let's do something different. I don't know. But um, yeah, the proportions of the drawings just don't feel right. There's a couple of moments where he's standing and it just looks really awkward. Um, Like Wolverine gets knocked out by the, the gas. What? Like, that happens huh? twice in the series. But yeah, it, it both he times- gets knocked out in the finale, like yeah. in the helicopter crash. Like, yeah. What, yeah. No, like for the same length of time as all the other mutants. Well, so he's not got his healing factor at this moment. Just right? for
1: this moment, yeah.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. It's stupid, isn't it? Like the way that um, whether this is necessarily a bad thing or not, but the Xavier kind of manipulation in this episode is is pushing like what we can accept as being what we know he always does, mm-hmm. but it's pushing into like kind of villainous territory here. I think in the way that he's like manipulating Wolverine and manipulating people to do that, to do things. So. Yeah, there's a lot that just doesn't work in this episode, unfortunately. Yeah, thumbs down. So that's why it's. I just think it's just... Different writer.
1: I mean, right. I'm just like so excited to see the Silver Samurai. on screen. Like, yeah. I love him. And I love, like I said, Mariko's one of my favorites. And I'm with you. I love those, really. Like Wolverine Japan, give me that. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. if you want to make an Asian Wolverine, I'm sold on that, man. Yeah, yeah. That would be amazing. Um, I just think I'm, this is bad.
0: I agree. I'm just quickly scrolling as you're talking. Like, this guy who wrote episode, write Thieves Gambit. Mm. And I think they're the only two. Well, there you go. They just so, needed somebody to do some filler bullshit episodes. Well, yeah,
1: cut those, make it 24. I don't care. You're like, sorry, we've got two shitty episodes. We'd rather have 24. Yeah. Pretty good. Stuff. So anyway, well, as we... Sorry, were, Bob. but um... Sorry, Bob. We, yep, we're not... Look, man, you wrote at two episodes of this. We didn't write any. But... Right. They're bad.
0: I mean, the two worst episodes. But, um. Yeah. So yeah,
1: <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of like, uh, would you rather, you know, have your book be a big hit because you're like co-writing with James Patterson or would you rather sure. like write your own book? Yeah. I'd rather write my own book. I'd rather have my own book sell 5,000 copies than write, you know, be James Patterson and somebody who's pretending to be James Patterson because he does that yeah, with sure. all of his books now. You know, it's does, like, yeah. that's and I get why people do it. I get why the Pitacus Lore people are Pitacus Lord. Like I understand those people. They're like, yeah. this is a job. We're getting paid a shit ton of money, and we're writing Pitacus Lore books. The problem is, Pitacus Lord is the name you use. Your name is never on there, mm-hmm. you know. And and it's not about fame or whatever, but it's also like recognition. Like you can't tell anybody. There's an NDA that All you right, can't yeah, even okay. say you're in the Pitacus Lord group. Yeah. You know, it's like a weird choice to like give up your autonomy. It's not like yeah. You you've already and I've already talked. If we're gonna publish our books. They're going to be in whatever name we want to publish them under, mm. um, but it's you know it. It's not That's about for fame, you know. Like I don't, mm. I don't want my absolutely, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like the 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 book that I just got one of my stories put into another book, mm. and they asked for a picture, and you can't see my face in the picture. Uh, okay, you know what I mean? Like it's just a silhouette yeah, yeah. of me against the sunset, so you can't see me, and I I don't because I'm not like there's a reason yeah. we're doing a podcast at a tv show
0: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that sense of credit's really interesting i've never heard of that before yeah but having just finished watching the leftovers and mm-hmm. you know we're going to talk about that being a damon Lindelof show and it is like yeah. because yeah. it has all his tropes has all his traits and i mean that in a positive way because i fucking love his stuff yeah um but you hear him talk about it he's like it's not a writer's room it's a it's a writing team like find my name's there is like the creator and the writer, along with Tom Protter, the book author, he's like, it's not like a, it's not like a writer's room that I lead. It's like, we all write the show and you hear him like parceling out this credit. That's really interesting that this series of books is like, there yeah. is zero credit for everybody. who's yeah. working. On yeah. Yeah.
1: If you're a, like, wow. that's why. And the cool thing was, you know, when Pithecus lore first comes out, you know, like that's the character in the book too. Mm-hmm. in the I'm mm-hmm. number four books, which I love those books by the way, but you can tell, as they've gone out and they've kept the quality goes up and down
0: mm. and you can tell, oh, yeah,
1: you know, and I didn't know at first that it was, you know, you knew it wasn't real. You just thought it was a, a pseudonym. And then I found out later, it's yeah. like a group of people. And it's like, you're writing this book and that's who, you know, but you don't get to know who you are. Yeah. And again, it's just more of like an NDA, you know, I, I just don't love it. Like, well, mm. you're writing these books. So to me, I'd rather write a book. That's my book that I'm in control of where it's not, yeah. you know, um, and it's always the case, like the producers get in the way of stuff. Where Lindelof's not that kind of producer; he gets out of the mm-hmm. way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he wants he wants to make good stuff as opposed to being like, "This is what I think." Yeah. Like, eh. I mean, that's why everybody, you know, with Ryan Johnson's Star Wars movie, people got pissed about that. But JJ stayed out of his way. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a great movie, and I know I'm in the minority there, but I think it's a great movie. <laughs> I love what I love it. Um. They took a risk. It was a mistake. I get in the lore. They should have just given him his own trilogy. And then, you know, Joe Gordon-Levitt would be a swashbuckler in space. Yes. Uh, because, you know, he's in all of his movies. Um, mm-hmm.
0: Wonder who he'll be in the new Knives Out. Because in the last yes, Knives right. Out, he's just
1: a voice, isn't he?
0: Yeah, he is, right. Yeah, yeah. he's just on the, he's on the radio, is he? Yeah, yeah. On the police like radio, I think. Yeah, and it. he's yeah.
1: one of the characters on Canto Bite in that movie. He's just a voice. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I'm all for Ryan Johnson and Joseph Gordon-Levitt's Star Wars series. If, we, if anybody wants if we hurry up and make that happen. <laughs> but I think everybody hated that movie. But again, that was the producer getting out of the way. J.J. was like, yeah. I'm not going to do it. And I appreciate that he was willing to do that. But yeah, so it's, I don't know. We're, we're going down a rabbit hole. Sorry. Because um, as we're run, coming towards the end here, we obviously have to talk about, to me, the, the biggest thing from the 2022 lens is the female objectification slash representation. Yes. Now, it's interesting to me of the, the choices that they make with how... So if there is an exposed midriff, yeah. probably a baddie. If yeah. The Storm, when Storm's in her costume, fully covered. When she's yeah. out of her costume and, like, in her suit jacket, which is very sharp, she's obviously not wearing a shirt under her suit jacket, which, again, mm. doesn't seem very comfortable because there's just a little bit of exposed skin there, but it's not a full butt belly button. But, like them except for Lorna mm. but she's evil in the future sort of you know Polaris yes if you're covered up you're probably okay but if you're willing to show a belly button you're gonna be a baddie <laughs> I found that super weird
0: yeah I would not thought of it but yeah you're right yeah absolutely
1: like kitty's covered yeah or, but Laura in the future Laura is not covered she's in like no. a sports bra and pants and yeah. again why are you in a sports bra and pants if it's hot Shouldn't she be in sports bra? Short. <laughs> like in Emma Frost, what are you wearing? I mean, like. I mean, what are you not
0: wearing? More to the point. Right.
1: Cyclops is in the full duster. Yeah. And you're like, we're going out to fight battles, and I'm just going to make sure. Because they, they even go to prove the point that she can, if she's in her diamond form, she can't use her mental ability. Mm-hmm. Well, she's almost always using her mental ability. So maybe wear a jacket. Yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: is anyway what are your thoughts obviously you thought it too as you were watching that i did representation yeah my note was the animation is 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 a bit butts and boobs in its presentation of female characters yeah um (laughs) i mean we can criticize that and we should i mean i guess we can also say it's not inconsistent with how the characters have been drawn and depicted in the comics again for right or wrong i mean it's like it's not it's not particular to this show like emma frost has always been drawn as this kind of you know sexualized using when she first shows up
1: in this everybody stops and is like they do yeah
0: whoa (laughs) they're like yeah but she has always been that way hasn't she i mean this was a chance in 2009 to do something a bit different um i like what they do with her
1: I like yes. the characterization yeah, yeah. of her in this and the conflictedness and yeah. how she falls in love with Scott. So one person's favorite X-Men besides Chase is Emma Frost. Scott. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Every, well, Everybody else doesn't like Scott, but Emma Frost and Chase. Chase in the real world, Emma in this.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think for me, it's the proliferation of it. Like, I think if you have that Emma Frost, you're like, okay, well, they always depict her in that way. Yeah. But like when you get Rogue standing and it's like a butt shot and you get, you know, Kitty less so because she is depicted as being a bit younger in this. Mm-hmm. But pretty much every character at some point as you know, like a, a how are, how, how is cut, Domino how of their Domino how does
1: Domino stay in her
0: costume? Sure, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's
1: very. Do you know like Wonder Girl in DC Comics? I don't know. So she's the Earth Two Supergirl, is what she was. Mm. Power Girl, they may have called her Power Girl. Sure. Is what she's okay. called. So she's wears so a she's. If you just go to your Googler and just type in Power Girl window boobs, just do that for me, real quick. Is it and like red
0: through. and red and white? Does she wear? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah domino's got the window boob thing going on right it's like we like the gap. yeah it's like what just cover that shit up man and again i get it these are again they're cartoon characters i'm not pretending to not show that they're women and give them boobs that's fine yeah but it's like all the cleavage that is being heaved everywhere yeah and and again i'm sorry that doesn't seem like a good fighting bad guys look
0: (laughs) well unless it's to distract them of course
1: of course but domino doesn't need to do that
0: well, no, but that's also why she would stay in her clothes, wouldn't it? Because she's lucky. So, I mean, it would that's, all be okay. okay well. I'll,
1: right. I'll give Domino <laughs> that. Right. I do love Zazie Beats Domino. That is my, oh, I yeah, mean, she's
0: fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect when when
1: I saw her on screen in Deadpool 2, and it's like, wow. Mm. I, I, and again, playing with, I mean, because Domino and this, they have her like blue, you know, blue ish. Yeah. But in the comic, you know, but, but the, with the eye being darker and they just flip that on Zazzy Beats. Boy, she, yeah. she's a stunner.
0: Oh yeah. Amazing. Like uh, whether she, maybe she doesn't want it, but she could have fronted her own stuff quite easily. She could have gone and done plenty of that character.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would love to see a domino. I mean, I don't know, like a domino long shot that might get old, Yeah, but I mean like, cause long shot shows up for like a second.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Little little, uh, Little mini series of domino. Be all right.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'd watch that. I'd watch that yeah. show if if they want to, if, if she's the way to bring her into the M- MCU, give her a many six
0: series. episodes. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, she's
1: because she's so charming Zazzy is mm. anyway. And Domino is a charming, fun character. And I think the fact that they do, she's the best part of the bridge to the future. Yes, is The domino is still there, but she's still She hasn't aged very well, and she's got Very perky breasts still <laughs> Yeah, 20 years in the future Everything's holding up fine. Good for you, ma'am Maybe it's because <laughs> you wore a corset your whole time Um, Yeah, I don't Love that. I mean, and again, it's you're playing Like you said, you're playing into And I see, you see who Worked on this. It's a bunch of straight white guys Who are like, sure. yeah. you know yeah, And, yeah. They, and I, mean, I mean, it would be I, it, it would be wrong to pretend That young men who are strict, you know, sis dudes see these comic book characters and are like, woo. You know, mm-hmm. like it's 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 not quite as bad as porn, but like your representation of what you think women are from comic yes. books is is wrong. Yeah, and, yeah. and and again, the character who is best done is of course Kitty. Mm-hmm. And it is their teenager in Kitty. I do have a question about math or maths, as you would say, in a second about mm-hmm. that. I think do I do think they do a nice job with Jean, though too. I think Jean is done Jean and, and, and Wanda.
0: Like, and I know Wanda. we speak about her being like beautiful, but I mean, yeah. she looks like in proportion as a real woman, right? As does Jean, as does Kitty. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. And the, the one thing about Wanda's costume though is they do have the the thigh high boots go all the way right up to the cut. Co- so like, mm. there's like sure. a gap of skin between the corset thing that she wears. It's like, listen, man, you're hanging out. As a father of daughters, <laughs> I'm just saying what Lorda and Wanda are wearing all the time. As a dad, I'd be like, hey, I, I'm all for you expressing yourself, but maybe yeah. could you put on something different during during the work day? I don't care what you wear at home, but like we're at work here. No, it is no, I'm but- but it is weird that on Genosha, they're all in costume all the time. Or at yeah. least, in, yeah, yeah. like true. you see Storm in and out of costume. You see Logan in and out of costume. You see Kitty in and out of costume. But like on Genosha, they're just always in their bad guy costumes.
0: But is that not a comment on like, they don't want to fit into society. They just want to be mutants. And, oh, that's And this true, is babe. their mutant perceptions. Is there, or not perceptions. Their mutant like projection of who they want to be. I that's,
1: don't know. That's, ooh, that's very good. I just don't think Polaris... This version of Polaris, which I love this. I like Lorna being like, again, she's drawn like she's a 30-year-old bombshell, but she's got, yeah, she's 16, 17. Sure. Yeah, yeah. That That's why the thing with Gambit later doesn't work.
0: Yeah, that's gross. Yeah.
1: Right? He knows that she's just a kid. Yeah. And she's mentally even more stunted because she's yeah. grown up, this version of her, she's never left Genosha, right? Yeah. So I love what happens to her in the future. That all checks out. Like she's been mm-hmm. abused, right? She, I, I, I think that's good. I think I think her character arc is well defined. Except just Mm-mm. you know, also her abs are also very well defined.
0: <laughs> yeah, of course they are. Yeah. And
1: all of the women have that arrow, like they're drawn with that big line, the artistic line. That's like, look at my crotch.
0: Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Emma yeah.
1: is Emma Frost is the most. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: boy, there's a lot of pubic bone. Is all we're saying. It's the Tyler Durden line. I don't know what you call it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. look this way. Absolutely, yeah. Right,
1: and Brad Pitt, it's exactly what it is. We'll call it that, the Tyler Durden line, because Brad Pitt, (laughs) he's like, look at my junk. You're like, okay, I mean, there's an arrow on your body. I can't help, but look, yeah, that's fair. Um, One thing about maths uh, for you is they do the cool flashback episode of the original OG Mm X-Men,
0: which is cool. Yes. I mean,
1: look, that was like all the feels. <laughs> Bobby?
0: Yeah. Did he hasn't he, aged.
1: How is that possible?
0: <laughs> he froze himself in time, obviously. Is that what happened? Uh, no, yeah. I called out exactly the same. I was like, hang on. He's exactly the same age here, but everyone else has got 20 years older. This is yeah. weird.
1: Yeah, because yeah.
0: then he's with Kitty. Yeah.
1: And they had him be teenage Bobby. They,
0: like, yeah, yeah, went with movie,
1: they went with movie Bobby.
0: They did. Also, Again, okay. I think it's just fuck it. It's what it's what they need, isn't it? And like, he's obviously pre to be a. a I guess maybe he's pre to be a popular character in the movie, so we're going to have him in the show. And yeah, just cut him out of that like flashback. I loved the flashback, but just remove him though, right? Because right, yeah. And I know why he's there because he's part of the original team. But if you're going to have him as a teenager in present, yeah, you're right. Yeah. I was watching that very confused about what was going on. Yeah,
1: but I loved that look. It's so it cool was awesome. yeah, because yeah. Max and I did the sixteen oh four. Mm. you know, when they had the X-Men in that too, the old school, the original yeah. five would be, I just, I mean, I love Beast before he's blue Beast too. It was yeah. very, it was very cool look. Um, yeah, the math didn't work. And it's just, and then what did you make of, and again, not my Forge. What did you think of this Forge? And again, why didn't they just have Kitty? Cause they make this Forge be a teenager, a goofy teenager. So yeah. you could have teamed him up with Kitty, like, cause they do yeah. a mission together. So if there needs to be some romantic stuff, you've, you've, you've de-aged Forge. Because Forge and Storm have a thing in the comics, but not here, obviously. Mm. What did you think of Forge? Do you think they knew what to do with him? Or is it like, we just need a mechanic, Forge?
0: I think that's what it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I don't think, if I'm honest, I didn't really think anything of him. It was just, he was there. Yeah, yeah. Um, Seems like they yeah, could... He, he disappears from the show as well, doesn't he? Like...
1: Yeah, and it, he's there. He is definitely Deus Ex Machina in this one. Deus Ex Forge. Yes. It's so like, oh, we need, we need Forge. Let's just get... We, we wrote yeah, him in yeah. just in case we need him. He also gets sidelined quite a bit, which is, which again, it's fine. This version of Forge is not the Forge that I knew growing mm-hmm. up. My 1980s Forge is totally more badass than this, but you know, it's cool. I'm fine with that, but it just seems weird that they de-age Bobby, but then they make a teenage Forge. As well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's there. Yeah. Yeah. I love yeah. the way that they drew Kitty. I love her power yeah. set in this. I mean, I know we're talking, so through the 2022 lens, Kitty Pride is the star
0: yes agreed yeah yeah i think that the way they use her is really um really well we'd like to what we'd like to see if they're going to use her as a character in animation or live action or again like how she's not had something focus on her maybe, maybe that is the plans we know x-men are coming at some point um and this would be the way to go with her as a character as she's depicted here definitely yeah, there's a kid, um, and I didn't see the
1: movie, but she's from a show I watched, and I know you saw mm-hmm. Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. There's a kid actor in there,
0: Julia Butters, is her name, and I know. Oh yeah, who put in the um in the DiCaprio in the in the western acting? Yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think? Hello, Kitty Pride, hundred percent. She's amazing. As well. I mean, I've only amazing. ever seen her in that, but she's amazing. I, in she that was on see. a
1: TV show we watched, and um, oh, okay. she she after um, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. She asked to be let out of her contract. Like Tarantino saw that sitcom, was like, "Who the yeah. fuck is this kid?" Yeah, we brought her in, you know, for her I Just made the movie, and she's. We watched the show because of her, and when she left, and the kid they replaced her with was fine, but she, mm-hmm. the shit we turned out the show actually wasn't good.
0: Mm-hmm. She
1: went, and when you've got a twelve-year-old as anchoring your whole show, and they, from the first season she was nine, she completely anchored the whole wow. show. She's yeah. better than everybody else in it. She's so good, like outstanding she steals mm. every scene she she out acts all the professional actors yeah um so to me she's probably like 13 now 14 so if they yeah. if they wanted to do a true teenage Kitty pride, I don't know that you could
0: I'm sure Foggy's listening so um we, we know we know that he's always got his plans so I'm sure he's already thinking about who, who it is and it's probably already cast to be fair sure yeah um, but,
1: I just think so you know yeah, who that, actor. I like yeah, that. Yeah. she would be a great because I just think uh, to me, you want Kitty to be a teenager. Like, and I know Agreed. when they did the original one, you know, Ellen Page was still a teenager. And they, mm-hmm. they, again, they shit the bed. So if you're going to start over, get somebody who's charismatic at, because she's everybody's favorite, fav- second favorite, third favorite. She's top five, yeah. everybody's top five. So yeah, to she's me- She's the too, Fred of X-Men. She is the Fred of X-Men. So I think through the uh-huh. 2022 lens, um, it's, it, she, she was well done, well developed. I could see kids- yeah kids who didn't know who Shadow Cat was loving her here. Um, mm. she's just awesome and she holds her own like there's that scene in the very last episode where when Hank's like we can't shoot through there and she just jumps down. Yeah. It's like oh, I can. awesome. She's yeah. so badass and so sure of herself and they knew how to handle her power set well. Mm. Not just the I'm juggernaut bitch which again, you know, which is comes back around in the when Kitty says it later. Um and it's awesome. A plus. Yeah. Kitty Pride. That's my I think the best thing about it about this whole agreed, series. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Other, than whatever, all the, other than all the other awesome things we said.
1: Well, no, but I mean, like, as far as the 2022 lands, I, I think agree. that, I that agree. wins. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And again, you know, it's good to see Storm. I'm glad they don't sideline. Like, because after yeah. X, Storm was supposed to get her own origins. Like, that X-Men Origins was supposed to be yes. Wolverine, don't... then Storm, because those were the two biggest stars. And yeah. I just think they shit the bed on that. I mean, I know well, X-Men Wolverine Origins wasn't great, but it doesn't mean throw it out you yeah. got fucking Halle Berry man
0: yeah yeah, yeah. she was game
1: to do it go yeah. make the movie I I think they were still just too afraid to have a black female superhero I'm it would sure. have been a female-led think about how fucking cutting edge how they could have changed the landscape female led black yeah. yeah I mean superhero and she's one of the most powerful x-men and she leads the x-men for a reason it would have been super cool to have a storm
0: origin movie and we never would have got Catwoman
1: Ugh, and the world All the more been, reason That was such a piece of shit <laughs> <laughs> But it was DC DC was willing to do it though Yeah right and, and you know Marvel wasn't I mean clearly they can say whatever they want But that Wolverine Origins movie made money It wasn't about money it, it was just yeah. about them being scared So well anyway They weren't scared in this So well this was good Thank you friend I'm excited. Yeah. This is fantastic. So I enjoyed it. I thank, well, thank you for you. choosing.
0: Thank you, for everybody, for picking it for us to watch.
1: Yes, that was right. So thank you, listeners, for picking. We should have mm. known better.
0: <laughs>
1: put, although you know, a couple of the other ones were close, but the Terriers was not. It got zero votes. Never in there was it, no. No, that's okay. Nobody. We hadn't even really heard of it. No. So it's fine. This was good. So I'm glad we watched it. Well, all right. So coming up in a month's time, mm. we will be. Not fornicating for, with fringe because that's a that's a different kind of and we won't be fingering fringe. Those are both different, but we'll be definitely not. something. will be fringy, getting fringy with it. I don't know. Well, yeah, all we all we know is that we may or may not have a name, but you'll write an awesome intro. I'll
0: sure. do my best.
1: You're great at that. I appreciate that. So, whether we'll <laughs> well, I you. can deliver it on the night, of course, well, it's else. it's okay. So in a month from now, <laughs> everybody will hear us for that. So, would you like to? What would you like to say? Well, obviously, we'll listen to the the theme song
0: great yeah i love it and the opening credits we didn't mention opening credits for this are awesome
1: yeah oh it's so good what a setup what a great Seeing I mean, everybody with
0: their little power sets and uh yeah what it's a cool.
1: great shorthand storytelling way to get everybody to understand that was excellent well done The only when they're not sure because they make emma's thing look like havoc a little
0: true but, yeah so
1: you didn't really get that but everybody else not that anybody in this knew who havoc was because you don't see havoc's power so it doesn't yeah. matter but, but they like did hers when i first saw it i'm like Ever Frost has has Havoc powers? When did that yeah. happen? Because <laughs> that's how they draw it in the comic with the circles. Um yeah. anyway, I like we're not here to talk about that. So anyway, so we're going to listen to that. But how if people wanted to say to you how much they loved the show, what would they
0: do then? They would find me on Twitter under I am Jack's Musings, that's J-A-C-S. Um, or come at us through Comics Emotion, because that's where Good. we can be found, isn't it? Um yeah. we're here doing seasons greetings. I'm Kindly, now a co-host of your Indie comic Spotlight. You and I, my sister, we're also pop grillers. Yeah, we're busy. We cannot escape us.
1: We're everywhere. And you've got some a new project coming up. Ria's got that on film. I mean, we've got shit going on.
0: Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. Plus yeah. a little guest appearances when we can here and there. I was on yeah. Hit Monkey last week with Dave, which is great fun. Yeah, awesome. We've got our Southland Towers crossover coming up. I'm pretty excited about that. That's going to maybe
1: that may challenge for lowest listens of our of our. <laughs> right up there with uh with uh um uh Coffinbound still oh, disappointed criminal. Cri- absolutely what? criminal uh, everybody go listen, listen to Coffinbound and then go read Coffinbound it's only eight episodes Agreed. come on people anyway well so yep I'm a, I've got a website airfreena you can find me there I am on Twitter sort of I'm not there very often because I've just found I feel better when I'm not there so mm-hmm. uh but I Tricycle Boombox if, there if I do check in I just am like being passive Twitter. That's I'm, mm. I'm just jumping in, seeing what's going on, and then I get the fuck out of there just for, for my own mental well-being. But um, until next time, um, I'm Tony, and this is Jack, and this has been Season's Greetings, and we will um, do something with Fringe. I don't know. I don't know what we'll do. F is a tough one that doesn't. Yeah, we'll
0: have it. We'll have it by We'll next. have
1: it. We'll have, we've got a month. All right. We'll have it in four
0: weeks' time. Yep. Four
1: weeks' time. All right. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Bye.
0: Take care.